This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chatting Human Design. I'm your host, Janelle Turner, and I've been gone for a few weeks. I've been patiently waiting as a projector for guests to show up and want to be on the podcast, which I know some people go, no way, Janelle, you have to actively seek these things out. You have to post on your Instagram. I'm looking for podcast guests. Please come on my podcast, but I'm not doing it that way. And in not doing it that way, I have an amazing guest today. She's a 6'2 emotional manifesting generator. She is a human design educator. And if you know human design or are familiar with it at all, then you're already familiar with this person. So please welcome Eden Carpenter. Hi, Eden. Hello, Janelle. I'm so excited to be here today. Good. I'm, I'm stoked to have you and I'm really glad that, that you responded back to me. And I'm glad that I waited for that to happen because it, it, it's like, it feels so much better in my body and the podcast didn't disappear and go away. Like I can keep doing it and yeah, life goes on. You know, we've all had stuff happening. I'm moving pretty soon. So that's happening too, but I'm glad that we are getting to have this chance to talk because I've been following you for a while and uh, Instagram is one of my favorite places to meet and to see what other people are posting about human design. I will say learn about human design, but it's more of a, what have you got going on in your life? How are you dealing with these situations in regards to human design? And that's kind of the way that I go about stalking people on Instagram when it comes (laughs) to human design. And you've always had such great posts and you're evolving too. Mm -hmm. She was intuition lifestyle. And now she is, I am Eden Carpenter. I don't know if you want to say anything about that, but it's exciting. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things in my chart is I have most of my centers defined other than my head center and my G center. And so that G center has been a major area of conditioning for me. And so this concept of identity, who am I, where am I going in life has been a big source of conditioning. So about it was a little over a year ago, I was really looking at, I was trying to be a personal brand. I was trying to be the face of intuition lifestyle, which was just like a name that came to me a couple of years ago. And I was trying to build this brand and I was looking at the difference between like a personal brand versus a non-personal brand, just kind of having some sort of brand and container that you are not necessarily the face of. And where I was in my deconditioning process, because I was still so deeply in shadow around I'm not lovable. My, like my energy is not great. I can't show up like this. I don't want to be doing photo shoots. I don't want to be kind of seen was really where I was in my conditioning. I convinced myself and I formed the opinions (laughs) with my divine Ajna center. I'd convinced myself that I was designed to not be a personal brand and I was designed to hold space for a vision and hold space for a company. So I built intuition lifestyle as this company that is a separate entity for me. It's not me. And as a six, two, as a manifesting generator, as I've kept evolving and growing and really Mm -hmm. deeply deconditioning this G center, the stories that keep come up, keep coming up are people want my experiences. People want my stories. 
my clients have always said that if, yeah, you teach great things, but hearing how you actually apply it and just witnessing you in your process is 99% of the value. Hmm. So that was a big moment for me realizing that there's more value in me showing up and just being authentic and letting people see me in my very messy process versus trying to curate this perfect brand. And another thing was people couldn't remember the name of my business. People remembered my name. <laughs> I remembered it. I always remembered it, but I am so happy that you've done this. And I'm glad that you shared that because it's so cool that you were trying to, to make it something. And then you're like, nope, I'm not designed for that. So I'm going to do this thing. And then just as a manifesting generator, you, you're like, eh, actually I do want it to be a personal brand, but it doesn't have to look the way that I thought it had to look. And now it can just be my, your personal experience. And yeah. that to I'm glad, I'm so happy that you said that because when it comes to human design, like that's my jam, mm-hmm. I really learn more and retain more and feel so much more like I've gotten something out of it. If I can hear someone's personal experience with human yeah. design and not just the sacral center is the center for <laughs> life and vitality. It's like, yeah, we know that, but how does it show up in your life? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a manifesting generator. So it shows up in your life completely differently than the way it shows up in my life as a yeah. mental projector. <laughs> so I'm super jazzed that you are going on that path. And I had something similar happen to me recently where I was really trying to fit into a group that was trying to build something from the ground up. And we got to this point where it was like, all right, what are your skills? What are you going to contribute to the group? What are your actionable things that you can do to make this happen? And I was like, crickets. Oh. Mm, uh, I like to talk to people, customer service. Um, I like connecting. I, I was, everybody else was like Canva building websites, you know, email retention, accounting. And they were like, had all this stuff and I, I had nothing. And, and I was just like, I think this is telling me something. I think this is saying, I'm not here to build from the very bottom and I'm here to come in where I'm needed and then go out, which is kind of how I feel about uh, human design and using it in, in my business. Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, as I was pulling away from this group, even though I, I loved them and it, it was hard and it hurt, I had someone else come to me and say, Hey, I have this coaching container. I want you to come in and talk about human design for like an hour, share, you know, your, uh, the readings that you do. And then I'm also going to include your readings in, in my, uh, one-on-one. So I'll just purchase them from you they're going to come and get a reading and that'll be that. I was like, okay. So I just come in and, and do my thing. And then I leave. And she was like, yeah, that's what you, that's what you're here for. She's like, I recognize. And she said this to me, I recognize your talent. I recognize what you're here to do. Mm-hmm. And if you do this for me, you're taking some things off my plate. And I never thought of it that way. So I was super excited to know that not only was I being allowed to do what I want, which is come in and go out, but I was helping. I didn't think that was helpful. I thought I had to do all the things and be a part of everything and be supportive in all the areas, but that's not, I, that just makes my head explode. So yeah, I was, it was so crazy. I was like, universe, you're just putting both of these things in front of me and saying, okay, which of these things sounds better to you? (laughs) I was was like the one where I don't have to be so involved. That's the one. (laughs) So I think that, yeah, I think 
and I think it's a, it's a good example of as a projector, I'm going to get invitations, but I don't have to take all of them. They're not all the right invitations mm-hmm. or they might be the right invitation at the time. And then it morphs into something and you're like, oh, never mind. This is not what I wanted, which is what happened. And as a third line, I had to get in it. I had to be like, I'm yeah. in here, I'm seeing what's going on. And then I had to go, just kidding. You guys have fun. I'm going to leave now. Been there. <laughs> yeah. And it was really, it, it was hard and it was very emotional, but I feel so much lighter knowing that I don't have to commit time and energy to things that I just am not interested in. Yeah. Hoping, hoping that the group will pull me along and we'll all go together, you know? Having that validation from human design is some, I think that's one of the most powerful things that it gives people because you just saw as in that example, you have this reason for making the choice that you want to make, making the choice that actually does feel good. And before human design in that situation, depending on where you were in your conditioning, you could have made a different decision based Mm -hmm. on where your motivations were. And so it's so powerful to see that you learned these things about yourself. You discovered yourself at a deeper level and that just knowing that you're here to wait for invitations and you're not here to be building and creating and generating all of the energy and working in exchange for money and for recognition that you do have these special things that very few people are are very specific people are going to be reaching for and need that allowed you to feel empowered enough to make a different decision and to even be open to a different opportunity versus Mm -hmm. feeling like you needed to prove your worth and you needed to work hard and you needed to get caught up in everyone else can do Canva. I need to learn Canva (laughs) and going down. I need to learn website building. I need to learn (laughs) all this stuff. And I started it a little bit, the heart center. I, I heard it. We were having like a, a group conversation and we were talking about what we could offer and I, I heard myself going, I just want to be helpful. I just want to be helpful. I, I'll do this. I'll try to do this. I just want to be helpful. I kept interrupting myself saying, I just want to be helpful. And that was my heart. That was my open heart or undefined heart saying, look, I can, I can do what you're asking. Just tell me what it is and I'll do it and whatever, I'll figure it out. And it sounded so like pathetic in my head. And that was probably the first time I realized that I wasn't going to do this. It didn't, I didn't stop quit until like a week or so after, but I remember feeling that and, and hearing myself and going, oh, Janelle, you're like really begging them to, to want you and to, to mm-hmm. see a value in you. And there was even a point where I received an email that says, we don't recognize your value. We don't see it. And I was like, I don't see it here either. And I, mm-hmm. before human design, that would have like crushed me and I would have been like wow I'm a loser like I have nothing I'm nothing but I looked at it and I said you're right I don't have value here because it's I'm not interested I'm this does not interest me therefore I don't want to give any of my valuable energy to this thing so it was it was an interesting process but I like I said I'm feeling so much better about it and you're totally right we don't have to be here to do everything or, and as a projector, I have such conditioning around wanting to be helpful and wanting to, to, to be valuable to other people. So when they other, that other person was like, Hey, I want you to do this because I see that this is your value. It was like, okay, thanks. And it really helped. And I even thought the other day, I'm like, if that person didn't show up and you were still dealing with this 
um, like dissolution of this group, would it still, would you still be, would you still have this confidence or would you be crushed? And I think I would still have the confidence because I sim- I know it's simply not for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to do any of those things. And yes, if they, they build something and they're really successful and it blows up and it's wonderful. And I see it, am I going to be jealous? I, I might be jealous of where they are, but I won't be jealous of how they got there. Cause I don't want to, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so it really helped me to realize that even if an invitation looks shiny and bright and there's smiling faces on the other side and saying, come with us, come with us, it might not be for you. It just might not. And that was like a hard lesson that I had to learn, but oh, yeah, it was really good because as a, as a projector, when you get an invitation, you're like, I got something, I got something. And you don't want to let it go. You're like, nope, this is for me. I got it. See, this person said this and you're not taking it away, but sometimes it's not, they're not your, they're not the right invitations. Yeah. And this particular instance was the first time I think I've experienced something like that, where I was like, whoa, this is not the right thing. (laughs) And I'm so glad. I see that as a pattern. Um, Usually there's some big decision pretty early on in the human design experiment where you get to really see kind of, it's almost like an outer body experience. You're, you're looking and you're seeing yourself take action. You're like, what did I just agree to? Did mm-hmm. I really just say that? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then you can see the shadows really being present in your life. And it's um, an eye-opening moment because that's, that's awareness. Yeah. And that's where we start to, that's where we actually start to apply human design to our life. Cause we're seeing it play out in front of us. We can detangle it and take it apart and deconstruct it and choose to reimagine it into a new, new paradigm that supports us in our energy. Yeah. You're so right. You see it, you see it happening. It's, it's so cool. And it, you don't have to be that far in your design or your experiment to see these things. So if you're new, just keep an eye out. <laughs> um, so I, I do have some questions for you. I am curious as to how you, you came upon human design or how did it find you? I guess. <laughs> I'm found and it came out of the woodworks and found me and pulled me under. That's, that's how this happened. <laughs> it's, yep. um, it's a really fun story because it's kind of has like a little bit of magic in it. Uh, let's see. I first learned about human design when it was a couple of years ago. It was 2019, like early 2000, must've been 2018, actually 2018. Catherine Zankina of Manifestation Babe posted on her Instagram mm-hmm. stories because someone asked about like human design. She's like, I don't know, this is my chart. And I was like, what's human design? Um, at the time I was, I was in my prereqs for nursing school. I was taking psychology classes and I was obsessed with the Myers-Briggs personality types to the point where I could like type people. I could have a conversation within five minutes and tell you your Myers-Briggs personality type. Um, wow. I, <laughs> my f- almost fully undefined G center. That's, <sighs> that's that I see, I see people and I understand how they work. So human design obviously was very interesting. I pulled my chart, looked at all these shapes, these lines, these colors. And I was like, no way that's too complicated. Went back to scrolling through Instagram and then it showed up everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're a generator and you, or if you have that generator energy and you're here to respond to things. It, it shows up everywhere and it became impossible to miss when I was sitting in a nursing lecture. We're talking about human resources and then something else. And there's a glitch on the PowerPoint. Like the formatting was weird. The word human and design were right next to each other. 
and they like weren't even things. and I'm just seeing this I'm sitting in a nursing lecture and I'm like okay fine <laughs> I guess yeah you're like okay <laughs> I think that this is this is a sign it's like showed up everywhere this wow. is a sign fine I'll listen so I pulled up my chart on one side of my computer when I got home I pulled up Google on the other I'm like what's a manifesting generator what's an emotional authority and then looking at my chart um there's two that are undefined and then seven that are defined. So I figured mm. decoding the undefined centers would be faster. I could check something off. <laughs> so yep. Started with the undefined centers and reading about that undefined G center was the first time that it like really hit. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't even realize that I was searching for myself. I didn't even realize that I was searching for my direction and even realize that that's what I've been looking for. And it was that moment of like, you don't even need to look. And I remember crying and being like, okay, there's something here. I need to learn everything about it. So I responded. I got some books and some audiobooks and started just watching YouTube videos. It consumed all of my time. I was somehow still passing all of my nursing classes, even though I stopped studying almost MG, entirely. MG energy right there. Somehow I was doing 12 things at once. I don't know how it yeah, happened. Yeah, I'm like listening to podcasts about human design centers on the way to and from nursing school. Wow. And I was just obsessed. So I'd started my Instagram at that point, and um, this was probably early. It was early 2019 when I'd been studying it for a couple of months, pretty deep <laughs> in depth. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, I, I'm pretty obsessive. Um, but then, oh yeah, I put it out on my stories. I was like, "Hey, just like DM me your birth information." I'll, I was offering free readings because I'm a here's the problem, decode it. So I did it with my chart. I really understood me or felt like I really understood me. I wanted to understand other people. So I did free readings. It was the first thing that anybody ever responded to. There was like 150 people who reached out within like a week and a half. So then I did a bunch of free readings. (laughs) And then people were like, hey, do you do coaching? I'm like, sure. And (laughs) now I run a business around it. So it's been responding. Very, very, a lot of responding. That's for sure. That's so great. I love how you speak on the G center too, because I also have it undefined, but it's, I have the most activations, gate activations of any of my centers in the G center and all four of my incarnation grass gates are in the G center. So it was a mind blowing center for me to learn about too, as well as the heart. Those ones kind of were like, Oh shoot. But it's, it's funny that you came to it that way. Um, I was a three, five sacral generator for six months because I inputted my birth time incorrectly <laughs> and so for the first six months of my obsessive deep dive in human design I was like generator yeah response sacral yes no and I it was exciting and it sounded fun but it felt disconnected like yeah. I was like oh this sounds cool I like this idea of responding and I like doing what lights me up and I'm glittery generator look at me but it didn't it was like I was wearing a costume yeah and then I realized what I had done and I got very upset. And I, at that point I had run like 30 or 40 people's birth information. And mine was the only one that I messed up. The only one. And I cried <laughs> and I had a whole thing where I said, I hate human design and I unfollowed everybody. And I threw my books to the side. I said, I'm done with this woo woo shit. I'm not going to this. This is dumb. Yep. And then it did the same thing it did to you. It kept popping up. It kept showing up. I would like look at a book and go, oh no, you're not into that. I would like cheat on my head with my heart and go, I'm looking at, "Mm, no, no, no. (laughs) And then finally I said, Janelle, this is dumb. Like you're really into this thing. And people were contacting me at that time. Will you do readings? Will you do this? And I was like, no, I I screwed up my birth time. I can't, I can't do this for you. Like I, I am ruined. 
but then I, I got over myself and decided that it was just a mistake and I can learn from it. And being a projector scared the crap out of me when I saw it. And I'm opposite of you. I have two defined centers and seven undefined centers. And just seeing that I was like, what the hell does all this like white openness mean? It was, it was terrifying. Yeah. And then it was amazing. <laughs> so I think when, when you're like really shown yourself, cause that's what I was, I was like, this is you. I was like, are you sure? I guess so. And now it's, I couldn't, like, I couldn't imagine being anything else than actually a specifically a mental projector just because of what I've learned about it. So I think it's really cool how we get in our head that we're not going to be into the thing. And then it's like, too bad. And you quit nursing, right? You quit nursing school or did you, you still in school when you stopped? No. So I graduated in 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. with the pandemic, we finished our final semester online Wow! to give like the zoom speech for my class that our online pinning ceremony Mm -hmm. in in the same office that I was building my business in. And at that point, um, so 2019, I was making, I was not making a lot of money. It was a couple thousand dollars a month, but it was great because I was still full-time in nursing school. But with the pandemic, all of a sudden I was home all day. So I started making courses and making offers and making this and making that. And my business grew really, really quickly. So when I decided to quit, I had kind of studied for the test. I did like the required things, but I passed the exam on like the minimum Mm -hmm. number of questions. I was offered a job. So I like, I accepted the job and they're like, oh, you'll start like sometime in the fall. And I'm like, okay. And the story in my head was, well, if I'm supposed to quit, the signs will be obvious. And so the fact that I didn't want to be there was not a good enough sign for me. Um, but I started the, the actual job wow. and the training program that I was in, it was, it was different than the actual hospital. So it was further away. It's like on the border of a state. So there was double the taxes Ugh. hour and a half. It, they wanted us there five, six days a week oh for gosh. like nine hours. And we were renovating a house. <laughs> And I had just had a, I just did a six figure launch. So a first six figure launch, I was creating the content for my certification program. And I was sleeping an average of like three to four hours a night because I was gone for like 12 hours a day. We were living on like the mattress in the living room because we were scraping the popcorn ceilings and we were painting everything and new flooring. Mm -hmm. So we're, we had like plastic over half of our house. It was a construction zone, barely sleeping. Um, I'm miserable at this job. That's taking all of my time. My husband's mad because he's like, you're, you wanted to paint the house and I'm painting the house. And I had no time to, I mean, there was one day where I did, I worked for 18 hours straight and I had like 11 calls. And then I recorded hours and hours worth of videos. I was writing textbook chapters on like the breaks that we had at at the, the training program, but I was just very miserable. And it got to a point where that, that frustration kind of kicked in. I had a um, fun experience in Sedona where I did a one-on-one day with Lauren, um, Lauren of Badass. It was Badass Business Babe. She's now Lauren of Love. Okay. Uh, she's rebranded, but I did kind of a, an in-depth business day with her and she was, she was able to talk me into, not talk me into, but hold space for me to make that decision and realize yeah. I didn't want to be there. And so I left thinking, okay, I'll probably give it six months. 
I'll, I'll quit at the end of the year, you know, I'll try. And I'm driving to the airport and I'm like, oh my God, I have to quit tomorrow morning. Yeah. Just kind of hit me. I cried again and then got home that night and got to tell my husband that, Hey, you know, this job that I've spent five years trying to get, I'm going to quit it and go all day in my business. Um, so that was a fun conversation, but 12 hours after I landed, I had quit my job and I was walking out of the hospital after less than six weeks of being a nurse. Yay. Perfect, weird timing of like an, I don't know, it felt like an awkward time to quit, but very happy with that decision. (laughs) Good, good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the best decision for you Yeah. and man, that's a long time to be doing something and then say, I'm going to go this way now. Yep. I mean, it's, it's totally your design, but that's got to be hard to know that you spent all that time doing that stuff. Not that you didn't get anything out of it because I'm sure you learned a ton, but wow. And it's strong. It takes a lot, it takes a lot of strength to, to decide that and to do that. But you look a lot, you seem a lot happier. I could not imagine working that yeah, much. I'm, I'm happier. I am healthier. I am thriving. <laughs> just a very difficult decision to to make and then inform people of but it turned out better than I expected I was I don't know the big fears in your head are everyone's gonna hate me they're gonna reject me my husband's gonna divorce me no one's gonna want to be my friend anymore my business is gonna crash and burn but everyone was extremely supportive of it and I think that really blew me away that people could see it in me and it kind of felt like oh now that I've made this decision I'm ready to I'm ready to fight for it yeah (laughs) myself yeah. Um, everyone being on my side was really eye-opening and that kind of showed me that when I do make aligned decisions, it's aligned for everyone involved and yeah. choosing myself is not necessarily harmful to anyone else. Yeah. I had to go to part-time. I, I wait tables part-time and it's really not great for my energy and I don't like it, but it's the thing I have to do right now, but I was able to go down to three days a week, which was a very scary. And like, uh, I'm yeah. not sure if I'm going to be able to do this, but we're going to try. And my husband was very supportive because he knows I hate it there, but it's hard to tell people, especially <laughs> I work with my sister-in-law and like a lot of people that I've known for a long time and they work they're there like five, six days a week, doubles, all this other stuff. And it's Janelle, why aren't you here? Why don't we ever see you? Where are you? What are you doing? Why why aren't you here? And it's just like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) What you guys do, I don't want to do it. So I'm going to be over here working my three days a week until I can get out. And I'm, uh, I'm sorry. And it's, it used to be, I used to feel guilty. Like, oh, I can't do it. Like they're all doing it. They can do it somehow. And I can't. And Mm -hmm. now it's like, "Mm, it's not a can't. It's a, I don't want to. it's not good for my energy. And I've, I've recognized that. And it's not good for the majority of the people that I work with energy and I can see it and I can feel it. But I mean, that's, that's too much for me to get into with them when we're running around waiting tables, but it's nice for me to see. Cause then I know I'm like, okay, like I'm recognizing it in myself and then I'm seeing it in other people. Uh, which is like an opposite thing, opposite day for projectors because usually it's the other way around. <laughs> well, no, that self-recognition is important. I mean, you can't invite yourself to share your energetic traits if you're accessing it yourself. If you're accessing personal power, you need to recognize yourself. Yeah. You need to recognize your traits. So yeah, I think it's a great thing that you're recognizing that and you're seeing that in yourself, for sure. Good, me too, thanks. Be yourself. Be yourself. 
Um, what did I, what was one that I liked that we were talking? Oh, I wanted to, I like this question because I think sometimes human design can, can cause people to become rigid in, in the way that they think about things or a little bit more of like, it has to be this way because my design says it has to be this way. So how do you like bend the human design rules or break them completely if you do? And, and like, what is that like for you? And why do you do that? I am a details person. So I blend human design with gene keys a lot, um, but the details are very important to me. So something that I am focusing on is waiting for the invitations for myself. I'm a manifesting generator, but I do not teach the strategy and authority the way that everyone else does. I kind of, we, we roughly go by some subtypes. We roughly go by just some more personal information because my goal is to make sure that anyone who understands and anyone who learns human design with me, they are not trying to learn and decode a box that they have to fit into. It's mm-hmm. you're learning the tools that you have access to, and then you are using them in a way that you want to be using them. I'm a very action oriented person. My incarnation cross is in like my conscious son is the 34, that manifesting mm-hmm. generator mm-hmm. gate. And then I have 34. That's my incarnation cross. So everything that I do is very action-based. It's like generate this energy, manifest it, generate this energy, manifest it. So I want to make sure that people are able to take action with their human design. And so that's a really key component of what I do. Um, I'm shifting into something where I'm really breaking the rules is I'm going to teach human design without teaching human design. Yay. That's kind of the direction that I'm going because I mean, I have a certification program. I teach human design and I'm recognizing that a lot of people see human design as a really valuable thing, right? You get these answers, you get these results, you're, you have these tools at your disposal. Now you have this understanding of yourself, but learning neutrinos and learning the system and the, the gates and the channels and the mix <laughs> is really advanced. We're looking mm-hmm. at five different systems that are very advanced. Like this is the, the language is not written in an inclusive manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the information is, a, it's being approached um, like educationally at, at an educational level. It's college level content at least. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need it to be not college level content. So here's me bringing in my nursing education. There's a difference between what nurses learn about medication and treatment than patients. And mm-hmm. I don't think we have patient education in human design. We only have practitioner education. So I think that we need to be able to teach human design without teaching human design, because if we're able to bring people the, the answers, the information, the actual results, the action steps that they need to take, Mm -hmm. they don't need to know the mechanics of how it works. It's like, you can take a pain medication. I can say, this is going to make you feel better. It's going to make your pain go away without needing to know the the biochemistry and the mechanics and the pathophysiology Mm -hmm. of how that medication is interacting with your cells. So that's kind of my focus right now is I want to be able to teach it without teaching it. That's great. Yeah, I think that'll reach a lot more people because not everybody's, like you said, is interested in learning about the centers and the gates and the variables and all that stuff. They just want it to know what can they do with who they are to make their life better. in the simplest of terms. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, we're focusing on that patient education for. That's cool. For and you get to come up with all different ways to say stuff. Cause you're right. There's certain things that phrases and words and term, terminology and human design where it's like, can you say that? And it's just a 
easier way <laughs> or a more accessible way. Like, come mm -hmm. on. But I think that that is awesome. And I'm glad that you are going that way. And I love that people are taking human design and kind of branching off and doing mm -hmm. so many different things with it and not kind of sticking it in this box and going, okay, if you, if you want to learn about human design, you have to start here and you have to go in this order and make sure you stop here for an extra long time because that's your authority and you got to know and all this other stuff. And yeah. And when I had, uh, I had a reading done with Teo Montoya, who's one of my mentors. And he said, as a mental projector, 97% of the human design information is not for you. He's like, you don't even, it's not even for you. It's not about you. And I was like, well, what do I do with that? But it really helps me because I can read things and learn things about human design and not go, oh, this is me. I have to do this. I have to apply this all the time. I can't go any other way with this. Like, this is it. I just kind of do what I want. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I know it's hard for people when, when they're given the advice or the information that's, that, that's like that, that's vague. That's like, you're here to be who you are. And, and sometimes you're going to have a lot of energy and sometimes you're not depending on the environment you're in. You need to talk to other people about stuff, but uh, like, uh, like <laughs> for, for me, it was all very like when I realized that it was not hard and fast rules and I could mess around and experiment, which as a third line is what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. So <laughs> that really gave me a lot of permission to say, oh, you know, I'm a projector, but I still sleep in the same bed with my husband every night and that's not changing. And um, other things that I know other people would say, hey, maybe you should change that or maybe you should try something else. And it's like, I'll get there. I'm just yeah. trying this thing now. I'll, I'll get to the other thing. I try all the things. Don't you worry. I don't think that there's a right or wrong way to approach this information. And I think that that's one of the, the misconceptions is that mm -hmm, there's a too. right way to do this when really this information is, it's organized in a new way, but it's information that we've been accessing for thousands and thousands of years and just reconfiguring and allowing this information to, to grow with us. And so I think it's important for us to continue the narrative, especially mm -hmm. one of the things that I've just been thinking about is the fact that a whole system is filtered through the lens of a white man. And so it doesn't have mm -hmm. the, it doesn't have racial, it doesn't have gender related information integrated into the way that it's taught. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are approaching it from that. I, it should do go a, step A, step B, step C. The whole point is that you're learning to trust yourself more. The whole point is that you're learning how to navigate your internal guidance system and you're able to approach any situation where someone's telling you you should do something a certain way and you have the confidence to say, actually, I'm going to do it a different way because this is what's aligned with me. That's mm -hmm. the point of this information. And so if we need to shift the language to support that, if we need to deepen the conversation to support the evolution of this information, then I think that's what we need to be willing to do, even if it means changing the language and sometimes making people on the internet mad. Yeah. I think that's the best part. I love that part that that, that happens because <laughs> if, if you're making them upset, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're talking about something important and, and they're noticed, they probably see it and go, Oh, maybe she's right. But no, I have to do what the book says. And I can't, yeah. I can't go over there. I think it's cool that I feel like you're going to open a lot of minds to this 
information and to practicing human design in your real life without having to know what it is. <laughs> yep. That's the goal, <laughs> which is good. Cause when people ask me, what is human design? I'm like, Oh man, how much time do you got? <laughs> yeah, see, even answering that basic question is hard off for a lot of people. They say, Oh, it's about the stars. I'm like, no, there's science here. And like, yeah, not, not real science. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said planets and now I'm lost. So mm, yeah, yeah I, I feel the same Venus way. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. I don't think I even know what the, a neutrino is, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't need to. Um, <laughs> so it's the stardust that stardust information. Essentially. Okay. Okay. Stardust going through stardust. It, it's almost like the particles in the air is how I like to see it. You're always gaining information from the world around you. The best way to think about it is the planet of, not the planet, the sun is warm, right? We feel the warmth mm -hmm. of the sun. That's a very direct influence of this thing. That's very, very far away, but there's energy kind of coming from that planet. It's affecting us because mm -hmm. it generates warmth and we are people that are impacted by warmth. So these neutrinos are teeny tiny particles that carry just a little bit of information and they will collide with your cells. And it's essentially the information that your cells are receiving in any moment. The ones that collide with you the first time that the moment that you're born, that's your first impression. It's oh. you saying, oh, it's a, it creates kind of a first memory. It's your first moment. You're like, oh, this is what it feels like to be me. So it's going to resonate with you. It's why human design resonates with you so much is because that's the first moment that you were like, oh, this is me. This is who I am. This is what it feels like to be me. So because it's a core memory, we can leverage it because it's going to feel most natural. It's going to feel the most confident. It's going to feel the most at home. And so your human design chart is your comfort zone. Everything that's undefined are the things where you're like, I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. Everything that's defined, you're like, yeah, I know how to do that. And I know how to do it this way. And so that's because you're carrying that information. It's a core memory. That's how I explain cool. it. Nice. Well, now I know what it is. Yay. You're welcome. I usually just nod when people say neutrinos. I'm like, yeah, cool. I, I got it. And that's like the patient education version of yeah. neutrinos are, but it's still accurate enough to where you understand, you understand the mechanics without yeah. me needing to tell you. I probably it. understand it better yeah. <laughs> than if you were to get into it with real, like serious technological terms. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been amazing. First of all, I have one more question for you. It is a two-parter. Okay. What toppings do you like on your pizza? Ooh, I really like Hawaiian pizza, but like, I have celiac, so it needs to be gluten-free. Like pineapple and Canadian yeah. bacon? Oh man, I haven't had that since I was a kid. That sounds good. <laughs> and the second part of this question is, do you eat your crusts? Yes. Okay, good. I do too. I eat crust first sometimes, usually. I really like crust. Gluten-free crusts, sometimes when you reheat it, it's too, it's like the crust just gets too tough. <laughs> it won't. But if it's fresh, yes. Only if it's like cardboard, then I won't eat it. <laughs> good, good. Well, awesome. This has been amazing. And I'm so glad that, that you came on and chatted with me because I love connecting with others about it, human design. That's that's my thing. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else that you want to share? Where can we find you on all the stuff, the social media stuff? 
Best place to connect with me currently is Instagram at I am Eden Carpenter. I am starting to slowly make my way over to TikTok at I am Eden Carpenter. And eventually my website will be Eden Carpenter as well. But currently it's still at Intuition Lifestyle or not at Intuition Lifestyle. IntuitionLifestyle.com would be the website. But yeah, that's that's where I am. Search Eden Carpenter and you'll find me. <laughs> nice. I can't get on, I can't get on that TikTok thing, but I'm, I'm happy when everybody else does it. Cause it looks fun for them. It's not for me. So, uh, thank you all for listening and thank you for, for joining me, Eden. This has been a wonderful conversation and we will catch you all on the flip side. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for listening to chatting human design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day. 